My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here. Today, we have another interesting interview. The guest I'm bringing on has been investing since 1998. She focuses on marketing and branding and probate investing. She is the creator of Louisville Gal Real Estate Blog. So there'll be some great conversation within that alone, some great takeaways and wins. Everybody, can we please welcome Sharon Vornholds? Thanks for jumping on, Sharon. Well, thank you, Brittany. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How's it going? It's great. Great. Good, good. So before we get started, would you be able just to give us a little bit more of an an, an introduction of what you do within your business? And um, because I'm loving the way it sounds and I know everybody else will as well. Well, I started a long time ago, 1998. I bought uh, my first property, which was a, a rehab And what I noticed over the years was that there were very few women in the business. So along Mm -hmm. the way, I started the blog, I started a podcast, and I started to really out of just um, kind of desperation to show other women that there was a place for them in what has always been a male-dominated field. And it's not good, it's not bad, it's just the way that it is. So I have focused on showing women that there's a place for them and empowering them to to start their own business and to show them that it is possible for them to be successful in this business. I absolutely love that. Like I was saying earlier, we need more women like that out there just to empower others to do the same things and, you know, and really rock it. Um, So I love it, Sharon. That's amazing. So how did you start your podcast? Can you just, let's just tell the audience when you started it and how, and What's your primary goal with it? Well, it's kind of funny now because there are so many podcast courses and so many podcast resources, but I will tell you this in 2013, there really weren't any, there were a few maybe articles online. So I just kind of the person that dives in and jumps the parachute, you know, grabs the parachute on the way outside the plane. So I had really no clue what I was doing. My first person I hired to set up the podcast kind of did it wrong, but I got it done and I learned along the way. It's so much easier now because there are so many resources, but my goal was the same as when I started the blog in 2010. It was to kind of chronicle my journey through this uh, crazy business of real estate investing to be very transparent about things I did right, things I did wrong. And so that other women, other people, whoever they were, would not have to make the same mistakes that I did. I just wanted it to be easier. And honestly, I didn't have a master plan, Brittany. I just did it. And then I started having guests on and it just evolved very organically. So I'd like to tell you, I had this big master plan, but I didn't. And that's the truth. So you just took the bull by the horns and just went with it, right? I did. I love that. I love that a lot. Um, 
So let's go more into detail about, you know, how the, what kind of impacts the podcast alone has made on your business and what you're doing. Well, I will say this, there is no easier way to make, um, to grow a national brand than with a podcast. And that's for a lot of reasons. Um, in my case, and in many people's cases, they have both the audio and the video version. So you can take one podcast and you have many opportunities to share it. The, the thing of it is, is that our business today is a global business. It's not so much localized, even though uh, what I do, real estate investing, for most people is more localized, not for everybody. There are many mm-hmm. opportunities to grow across the country and many investors uh, do that. They buy properties across the country. And what a podcast does for you is it makes people know about you. It opens up doors. If an investor in uh, California gets a property in Kentucky, he'll he'll say something like, well, I know Sharon is in Kentucky. If she doesn't uh, have any use for this property, maybe she knows somebody that would be interested in taking this property. So you can get a lot of leads that way. But from an educational standpoint, a podcast really helps to build your brand. I do a lot of, um, you know, a lot of trainings, a lot of things like that, a lot of teaching. So you want people to know who you are. It's a credibility builder. Um, people reach out to you and want to be on your show. After a while, it's it just kind of happens organically. But the thing I love about a podcast, and I think it really impacts your business, is it opens up opportunities for JV opportunities Mm -hmm. and all sorts of things. It's a way to make money. If you're a coach or um, you have a course or something, of course, that's an obvious thing. People know about you. Because I always say marketing is how you get leads, but branding is why they choose you. And make no mistake about it. You're marketing yourself. Whatever you're doing doesn't matter what your business is. They may know the name of your business. It only matters if you're Apple or Coca-Cola. In normal <laughs> circumstances, you are the brand of you. And with your mm-hmm. podcast, you can build that brand. Interesting. That's very compelling. Yeah. Like your podcast is like, it opens up so many doors, right? Really. Right. Um, so what kind of trainings really um, have you done on your podcast that really, really have attracted people to you? Uh, What would you say? Well, you can do a lot of trainings. I've done a lot of trainings on probate Mm -hmm. investing. It's a big topic where um, we talked a little bit uh, before the show. When someone has left a property in an estate, they have the business of settling that estate. And it's kind of overwhelming for investors to think about how does all of this work? So I will do trainings, a lot of times shorter trainings to take a piece here and a piece here so that they can build upon that knowledge. But another way that they get really actionable information is when I do interviews. You have someone on to teach something that they don't know, maybe that is not my area of expertise. Maybe I know about it. I know how to do it, but they are the expert in it. But you can take literally any type of information and turn it into a training. If it's your level, if your area of expertise, you have to be an expert at it. You have to be good at it, but you always are better than some people that don't know what you know. So I would encourage Mm -hmm. people to say, you don't have to be the world's best expert to teach people something. 
You have to be good at what you do. You have to know what you do, but you're able to impact a lot of people through a podcast. Absolutely. And you have to be willing to learn more, like, and get in touch with other people as well. Right. Mm -hmm. There's always something to learn. I love that. That's great. Um, So Another question I guess I wanted to go into is you were speaking about interviewing people and having mm-hmm. clients and stuff like that. So how many, I know that you you go about attracting the clients through podcasting and branding and stuff like that, but how many of those clients or people who are on the interviews are that you're interviewing are great and some of them, how many of them are just like, okay, like how do you find your dream person. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I do. It's, it's hard. Um, if today you can go and you can listen to someone's podcast and see how they are, but I've had a few instances early on where people could hold a conversation like we're talking, but you get Mm -hmm. them on a podcast and they suddenly become mute. And it is just such a struggle to pull the words out of them. So now I have a process. If I don't know someone, if I can't check them out and see how they are and and see that we're going to be a good fit, then I will get them on a phone call. And people still do that. You know, to this day, they'll do that on the reverse. So I would say that's an important lesson that I learned the hard way. Luckily, I learned it early on. But make sure that um, you have a dynamic that this person can, not everybody is going to be um, sizzle. I had a friend recently that said, you know, some people are sizzle, some people are steak. <laughs> they have pure content. <laughs> but, you know, and it, but it's true. Not everybody is sizzle, but it's, people can be mm-hmm. good on podcasts. It's about the art of conversation. Right, right. And so what what kind of, what do you look for when you're looking for someone to come on the podcast? I know that you said, can we talk about that a little bit deeper? I know that you kind of put them through, see if they're a good fit or not. So what steps do you take in order to figure that out before bringing them on? Well, like I said, if they have a podcast, I go and listen to several of their podcasts. I'll listen to an interview. I'll listen to a solo, Uh, but I'm looking for energy for uh, somebody that can have a good laugh or um, doesn't speak in a monotone, just can up their game a little bit because it's that's something you have to learn. In an everyday conversation, we just talk, you know, in a normal voice. But if you're on a podcast and it was something that I've had to learn, you've got to be a little bit more up. You've got to, right. and we're not all just normally up all the time. So you have to do things to kind of get yourself energized before the show. Yeah, absolutely. Get get your blood pumping. And mm-hmm. so you get out there and you enjoy yourself, right? I like that yes. a lot. And I know exactly what you mean. It can be really hard sometimes finding someone who has, you know, the same kind of energy and the same level as mm-hmm. you when you're out on the podcast, which can make it really difficult to, you know, have a great conversation. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely get that. Um, so I wanted to dive into, you know, it, we all know building a six figure or higher business can be very challenging at times. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk a little bit more about what's been working for your business and what have been some of the challenges along the way, besides some of the stuff that we've already discussed, I guess we can start with what's working and then we'll jump into like some of the challenges. Well, what's working. I think if you, 
what's working is to build purposeful content. For so right. many years, I was just in the mode of uh, doing content for con for the gift of content. As you mature and you get a little bit um, better at this, then it, somebody told me once um, a piece of content should have a job. What's the job of the piece of content? Is it to make a sale? Is it to teach someone something? Where does it lead though? Does it lead to them getting on your list? Whatever, whatever that looks like. As I get have gotten better at that over time, that makes a difference in your business because you're now looking for a result. And maybe mm -hmm. that's just simply to give somebody a great freebie so they get on your list and you nurture them over time and then they might become a client of yours. So that would be one way to look at it. One thing that was very frustrating for me the past couple of years is, um, real, you know, real estate uh, had a lot of challenges. There were some good things going on, but there were a lot of challenges. And with my particular focus being on estates and probate properties, that was a tough time for that two years when there were so many deaths with COVID even though what I do has nothing to do with COVID. It has to do with helping families that have, uh, have a property as part of an estate. And it's a, it's a legal process and it's a job they have to take care of. But that was a problem. So that was a problem. And I think for a lot of us, monetizing a podcast is a problem. If, yes. If you Can we go deeper into that? Because oh, that is something I, I that I know... I don't even know where to start with that one, Brittany, but it's that is a, the, just something so popular right now that everyone is feeling the same way about. So it's hard. It's hard because I came from the place of, I don't want to stick a bunch of ads in my podcast. Mm -hmm. Now I know some of the big names can stick the ads in the middle of their podcast, but for me, it's a, it's a turnoff. Yeah. And I know that ad money is money. But if mm -hmm. I'm listening to a podcast and all of a sudden it cuts away in the middle to an ad, I'm going, what the heck? You know, if and it this can get is sickening, part, this is the part about being a good guest. If it's Amy Porterfield, I'm probably going to hang in there. If it's just a <laughs> yeah. regular person, I'm probably going, nope, um, I'm, I've heard yeah. enough, you know, so that's, I have a real love hate relationship with that. Um, JV uh, things are maybe easier if someone listens to the end or you can put an intro on it that says, um, I'm going to tell you more about Brittany's masterclass at the end of the podcast. Right. I, that's such a tricky thing, finding a balance when it comes to that stuff for me. That's a, that's a big topic for me, monetizing the podcast. Yeah. Like, so have you, what kind of strategies have you used in order to like cover that area that you're struggling with? Well, I'm still struggling with covering that area. Mm -hmm. It's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do the podcast sometimes as lead into lead ins to paid workshops, but that's also tricky because you almost, you have to do that in a way that it doesn't, um, mess around with your evergreen podcast. So it, it's a tricky, yeah. tricky thing. It's really hard to find a good balance when monetizing at times. I, de I definitely understand that. I know a lot of other people and people listening probably struggle with the same thing because mm -hmm. um, I've heard of it a lot. It's like, where's a good balance? What's the best direction mm -hmm. to go? Right. Right. So it can be definitely, it can definitely be challenging. Any other challenges that you face during using these podcasts and within your business, um, how it affects your business within the podcast? 
There really aren't too many negatives, to be honest. Um, mostly positives. I've met so many awesome people. I'm kind of, I was telling you before the show, I'll be coming up yeah. on episode 400 this year. And that's a lot when you've been doing mainly a weekly podcast. That um, is a lot. Who are some of the lot. people that you've, you've met throughout your time podcasting? Because well, I know you can make so many connections during you podcasts can make, and it's great. You can make, yeah, you can make so many connections. I'll tell you what my number one interview was of all time. Yes, was Mike, Mike, Mike McAllowitz, who wrote the books Profit First, Clockwork, yeah. The Pumpkin Plan. So the, he was uh, he was one of my favorite interviews, and it was just an honor to have him on my show. I absolutely love it. And so how long ago did you interview him? I think it was January of this year. That is so exciting. Oh my gosh. It's ex- Some great exciting takeaways because- on that, I'm sure. I literally have all of his books. I'm, I've been a fan of his for forever. And he wrote a book, which, you know, I'm passionate about marketing and branding. And he wrote a new book called Get Different Marketing That Can't Be Ignored. And that's what we talked about was his new book. Okay. So for me, it was great fun. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I just love that. How doing podcasts brings you connections with so many people all over the world. And mm-hmm. it just goes from there, right? Like, well, opens so I, many it doors does. And opportunities. I did three podcasts within the past year, uh, year, year and a half with people in Europe. And I would say, how in the world did you find me? Well, I listened to this podcast and then they said, you'd be a great guest. And so that was pretty cool. Um, I've done a, one now twice with a fellow in Barcelona. Oh, wow. So um, it's just really, it's really cool how wide you can go. I did one last that I'm publishing this week with a fellow Canadian, Brittany, named Dave Oh DeBow. my goodness, Where, whereabouts? It's, it will be, uh, you can find it on my blog or it'll be on iTunes and um, all the platforms. It'll be on this Thursday. So big shout out to Dave DeBow and Dave DeBow, Dave and I, I'm going to go watch. <laughs> Yeah, we, uh, it'll be posted Thursday. And we looked at, um, we talked about doing a JV thing, which is, uh, we're talking about monetizing the podcast. So um, last week, um, I did some emails, he did some emails for me this week, I'm doing some emails for him around a new uh, uh, program that he has. So that was a way that we've, we've gotten to know each other, I guess we've done four now podcasts with swaps. And we uh, were able to do something that was going to be mutually beneficial for both of us. But yeah, that was my, that's my Canadian story for the week. I love it. You just, you know, so many people from all over the world and that is so interesting and I, many, many, many more to come, right? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yes. Absolutely. So I guess I have one last question for you and um. Then we'll jump off for the day, but based where you are, are based where you are today, and I know you're doing incredibly well. Um, but what what would you have to change within your business, or what would some of the challenges be that would come if you were to double where you are today, profit and re- and revenue, in one year? Would you face any different challenges? Would you have to make any changes? I'm just curious. I I'd like to know. Well, I would have to pay my assistant more money. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> she would be doing. She would be doing more work. But I'm she'd be uh, busier. She'd be busier. But I have a great assistant who's, by the way, uh, in the Philippines. She's brilliant. Okay. She she's great. And I, you know, I have a couple oh. of other. 
people in other places. I, you, we talk about worldwide, you know, my web developers yeah. in Pakistan, and I just would be wow. so sad if I ever lost him, but he, they do things for me. And I, I think really it would, um, I don't see any downside to it, quite frankly. Nice. Okay. Well, that's amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Sharon, for jumping on today. Um, you have so many valuable insights for everyone. You've been in this for so long. You're doing so well. And it's, I, it, I find it incredible how you start, started your podcast so long ago before everybody else really was into it, right? Or really mm-hmm. knew about it, honestly. And mm-hmm. how you're just rocking it. You're almost at 400 episodes. You're meeting people from all over the world. You are just kicking butt with it. So I'm really happy to, to hear all that. But for the, for Sharon, for the people listening today, if anyone wants to reach out to you and get help or want to connect with you, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, they can email me at Sharon at SharonBornholt.com. Uh, they can also go over to the blog, the Louisville Gals Real Estate blog, and the podcast is Let's Talk Real Estate Investing. You can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. But the blog is a central hub. It links off to everything from the blog. Perfect. Awesome. Group, if you're listening, enjoyed, please subscribe and and like your six-figure entrepreneur and want to go on the show, make sure you reach out to us. You can find us at podcastrebels.com. We would love to hear from you as well. Thanks again, everybody, for jumping on and catch you at the next episode. Thanks, Sharon. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.